Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog. Raisin Bran. You got to put Raisin Bran up there. Everybody knows it. It's Mike Shope. Listen, get your own stupid old dying person team and and choose your own cereals. And the Bulldog. I shall unleash my fury upon you like the crashing of a thousand waves. That cereal is soggy. You reach into the fridge for the milk and open the lid on the milk to pour it in there, and that crap is already soggy. I am untethered, and my rage knows no bounds. <laughs> That's a problem. Oh. That's a problem for a cereal. Oh, I, I, a huge I think. problem. It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog on WGR Sports Radio 550. I still, I just love that Ryan Poles quote. Imagine the Bills, like, well, if we were to trade Josh Allen, we'd like to do it this way. You know, just even you know, actually what's a better point than how you, you, you sort of show your hand by taking the question, which is fine. I mean, if you're just being honest, probably. But it's like if we decide to draft a quarterback, we want to trade fields by free agency, which is like in two weeks. Teams do what constantly with respect to the draft? They tell you how they don't know yet. All the way to the day of. They'll tell you mm-hmm. that they don't know yet. It's still and then Adam Schefter is right there at nine in the morning. The Bears are still undecided every <laughs> year. Right. Every year. But here is the GM of the Bears really taking on the question of, well, if we decide to pick a quarterback, I guess it'll be by March tenth. <laughs> we'll decide by March tenth. Because trading fields earlier is the top priority. Mm. Love it. Um, welcome they back. Will, yes, they will. They will probably in the interim here, um, or maybe even if they make the fields trade, they'll they'll play around with, you know. Well, we knew we we, we certainly were comfortable with any of the three. <laughs> that's right. That's that'll be next. That's like right. We're comfortable with the we're comfortable with the quarterbacks. We what? we feel like we can find our next quarterback uh, in this draft with where we're picking. But we, you know, we haven't identified who that's going to be yet. If they trade Fields on March 10th, will they shoot down any speculation of drafting Marvin Harrison Jr. after trading their quarterback away? <laughs> Will Graves is with us on the West Her Hotline. Glad to have Will back. 
writes sports in Pittsburgh for the AP. Hi, Will. Hey, guys. So, quarterback, I mean, the, the Steelers are at or near the top of the list of teams where there could or will be drama uh, here this year. What do you think they will do? What do you think they should do? Um, I think they're going to give, you know, Kenny Pickett another chance. I think they're going to bring in a vet. I think they're going to try to see if they can re-sign Mason Rudolph. And I, I think Mason's going to come back, to be honest with you. I think, uh, you know, he believes that the leash is going to be pretty short if Kenny gets off to, you know, and if he doesn't develop the way they want under, you know, new offensive coordinator Arthur Smith. You know, there's a lot of chatter about trading for fields or signing Russell Wilson or signing Ryan Tannehill. Or, and I just, I mean, you know, you have to look at the way they've done business for a long time. They put a lot of stock in their ability to evaluate people. They love, love, love their first-round picks unless the situation becomes untenable. Uh, for example, like the way it did with, uh, with Devin Bush, you know, who got hurt in the middle of his second year and was never the same. And they didn't exercise the fourth year option. Uh, you know, this is a guy they put a lot of stock in. I mean, they reached for him to, at 20 in the drafts. They probably could have gotten him in the second round. Um, Mike Tomlin admitted it's a huge year for him. I think this, they're going to ride with Kenny. And I think there's a chance that, you know, they, they bring in the Tannehill who has some familiarity with Arthur Smith's system because it worked well for him when they were in uh, Tennessee together. But like this whole trading for fields thing, I, I just, the bears, let's say the bears are at least going to want a number two, right? Let, let's just say that's probably what they should want. Right. And if you're the Steelers and you've got holes in other areas and you expect as Kevin Colbert is not the GM anymore, but as he said, I think, and I truly believe this is the Steelers philosophy and probably the philosophy for a lot of teams, I think right before we left, he said, we expect guys that we draft in the first three rounds to be NFL starters. And you know, the idea that they're going to part with a second round pick and then have to exercise, make a decision on Justin Fields' cap hit for his fifth year option while having Kenny Pickett be the guy makes just no sense. It makes no sense to me at all. It goes against everything that they do as a business. So uh, it, it just, it would be very, very, very unstealer like. I think they are committed to Kenny Pickett. And look, I mean, for all of the warts that we see in terms of you know, numbers and data. I mean, his, his record as a starter, he's 14 and 10, you know? I mean, now the problem is, is he good enough to leapfrog teams that have Josh Allen, teams that have Joe Burrow, teams that have Lamar Jackson, teams that have Patrick Mahomes? You know, that's a rough ask, but I don't know if there's anybody that's out there that you could get and say, this is the guy that's going to get them up to that level. Like, they, there just isn't. any. There isn't anybody on the market, I think, that, makes them elite. So you might as well give it another shot with eight and then kind of see where you are going into 25. Yeah. See, it's funny that this, your perspective on this is, is great to hear because we heard about this last week and I just reiterated this to Mike as we were getting ready uh, to take our last break before you joined us, Will. And I, I, I'm thinking this is all just smokescreen. Because, of course, they have to do something else. They can't just keep going like this, recognizing that they were in the playoffs. I, I wonder, like, do you think it's time for them to change the way they do things? Because the part of the question Mike asked was, what do you think they're going to do? What do you think they should do? Um, do you agree with their approach that you just laid out? I, well, I think that they are, you know, they, like, you know, obviously Omar Khan, he's been in the organization 20-plus years, but now he's entering year three as a GM you know, they brought in Andy Weidel, a local guy but who, who helped build a roster that won the Eagles the Super Bowl um, in last year as the assistant GM. This will be his, you know, second go-round. 
with the club in the offseason. So, I mean, I do think – and they they have done some things that make you go, oh, okay, they're acting a little more aggressively um, to adjust to sort of the changing NFL landscape. But I think quarterback is such, you know, an important position. And, you know, there's a lot of ego. Look, there's still a lot of ego involved. And for them to admit – for Mike Tomlin to admit that he got it wrong with Kenny Pickett after two seasons where – he didn't play so poorly that he, you know, like that he that he played himself out of a job, right? Like he didn't. If Mason Rudolph doesn't play well when he when he comes in, they go right back to Kenny Pickett before that Seattle game. Okay, so I mean, it would, that what happened there was more circumstantial than an indictment on mm-hmm. Pickett's performance. So I, I just think that it's two years, and with the number one pick, I mean, you saw what the Falcons did, right? They got Desmond Ritter in what the fourth round, third or fourth round, and he's basically played himself out of a job in two years. But it's a third round pick, so who cares, right? I just think that there's 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 so much more assigned in terms of responsibility, in terms of perception when it comes to a first round guy that it just makes it really hard for me to see them voluntarily moving off of him. Will Graves with us here on WGR, Mike Shope and the Bulldog. I want to ask you a question that I admit here this could be a bad idea. When I'm on in other cities, I really sometimes don't like this question, and that's to ask you to speak for the fans, right? Because I'll get that question. I'll be like, I don't know what every – not everybody's going to agree with this. The, the Steelers just will seem to be super interesting for – how there could be a really wide range when it comes to Tomlin, the organization. Like, a lot of teams would look up to the Steelers' last eight years, Right? Because they've not had a losing record and they've been in the playoffs numerous times. Just haven't won a postseason game in eight years. So, you know, I think maybe that's sort of like a sidecar to all this is the perception of the Steelers. And I don't know, am I right in thinking that there's just, there's all kinds of different opinions on who they are, what they should do? Right. I mean, I I think that, you know, you know, if you listen to Twitter, Mike Tomlin's the worst coach of all time. Um, You know, if you listen to Steelers Twitter, they would happy. They would happy happily have a uh, regime change, but you know I always look at it like, and I don't know if I've mentioned this when I've been on before, but I grew up in D.C. in the '80s, right? And I rooted for the football team, and they won three Super Bowls before I graduated high school. And it's literally like 90% of the reason I do what I do for a living is because of of being in that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And as a fan, as a young fan growing up and, and, and being enthralled with, oh, my God, how great would it be to cover this great NFL team? And they've been terrible since, right? I mean, I'm going to be 50 this summer. They've been terrible for 30 years. And the Steelers, I, you know, I always look at it like, man, God, they, they never tank. They never, they, they, you know, it looked like wobbly. It looked wobbly, you know, you know in 22. It looked wobbly at times this year. There was that, I mean, you want to talk about smoke screens. The, all the stuff with Tomlin and whether he was leaving and whatever, I mean, like, that is just, like, the price cost of doing business. That is guys that cover the league, that are that are doing solids for agents because they're trying to – because Mike T's guys are trying to negotiate him a new deal. The idea that that guy, and having been around him now for, for 12 seasons and seeing him, you know, four or five days a week, the idea for, for six months at a time, the idea that he was burned out and is – is, is um is is ready to, to make a change is idiotic. Okay, like, but then it became a thing, and then poor Brooke Pryor from the ESPN, a good friend of mine, asked him after that Bills game, mm-hmm. after, after the Bills beat him in the playoffs about his future, and he stormed out, which was totally calculated. 
You know, and then he comes out a few days later and he goes, oh, I maybe I overreacted. I mean, come on. It's all a show. It's all, it's all showbiz. So he, it's, a, it's a fascinating <laughs> team to cover uh, professionally. From the fan standpoint, I think they're tired with, look, there has been, they've been spinning their wheels, um, you know, three playoff wins since they, you know, they got, since they won their last Super Bowl and two of them were in the playoffs when they got to the uh, championship game, you know, against the, or to the Super Bowl against Packers. So, you know, I think that they are frustrated um, because they see there are elements of this team that are really good. I mean, obviously they've got, you know, a Hall of Fame outside linebacker. They've got a guy that's on a Hall of Fame track at the safety position. they got a, a guy that's a Steelers Hall of Famer for sure in Cam Haywood. They have talent offensively with Pickens and Deontay Johnson. So they get frustrated um, by the lack of advancement in the playoffs. So I, I don't know. Like, I, I – it can be exhausting sometimes if you feel like you're sort of the, you know, the, the voice of, I try to be the voice of reason. I work for the AP. That's sort of our thing, yep. right. To be the voice of reason. Um, you know, I, I see him coaching until Mike Tomlin's going to coach in Pittsburgh until Mike Tomlin doesn't want to coach in Pittsburgh anymore. That's just the way it is. And so the teams can, the fans can sort of take it or leave it. I mean, they should, maybe people should start taking, I don't know if you guys have kids. I have a 14 year old and a 12 year old. My 14 year old, he basically shops a la carte. Right, like he he fan shops a la carte. Like he goes from this team, and then that team starts to think, and then goes to this team, and that team starts to think. Like he, and maybe in this day and age, where you follow your favorite teams on Twitter and Instagram, and and um, and whatever you you know, basically get league pass to watch one team. Um, maybe that's the way to go. I mean, I but I would say I'm, I'm way off topic. You're fine. Uh, but I, I I would say that in general, uh, you know, fans here are frustrated because you know, like. They, the irony is the teams that would want Mike Tomlin to get fired would it, could not stomach the calamitous circumstances of event sequence of events that it would take for Mike Tomlin to get fired, right? Like, could they endure a three and fourteen season? They could not. It goes. It goes so, fast. It goes by fast. Uh, <laughs> and by the way, it, it, quick follow up. Will my kids are fourteen and twelve? Uh, do they like you at this point? Do you think? Um, Twelve-year-old, yes. Fourteen-year-old uh, kind of depends on the day. It does, right? Yeah. yeah. They still they still talk to you. My kids are twenty-two and twenty, so <laughs> I'm in a very yeah, I know, different. But I can situation. see that coming, and it just like it just like it's like you know it's like I'm mourning it every single day. Oh, hold on tight. <laughs> so, like, circling all the way back to o- almost the beginning here, I mean, you talked at length about the Steelers and their way of doing things and Pickett. Like, so the, the, the other part of that report from last week was that there's internal uh, disagreement about who they should proceed with as their quarterback, Rudolph or Pickett. Do you, do you think that that is real? Are there factions in the organization that would prefer Rudolph on the basis of what he did late last season? Um, I mean, certainly if you're, you know, Deontay Johnson and, and George Pickens and you get the ball downfield more frequently because of you know, the passes on time. And Mason, the one thing about Mason Rudolph, and look, yeah, I have a lot of respect for sort of the, the path that he traveled and you know, hope that he finds some, some success here. Um, you know, he'll stand in the pocket and take a hit because what's he got to lose? Kenny, people forget this. You know, in his first three years at Pitt, he was not very good. He was, I would say he was an average quarterback. And he got hit a lot. Super tough, super tough kid, but he got hit a lot. And then the last year, their offensive line was great. He had a lot of success. But I think that that experience has made him, you know, a little gun shy. And when you look at the way that he plays, you know, 
he is he's looking to get out of the way sometimes. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, in that position, you you know, you can't do that. Yeah, and the one thing you can say live, about yeah. I mean, I mean, you got a guy up there that that guy is not afraid of anything. Now, of course, he's built a little bit differently than, than Pickett. He's taller, he's bigger, he's faster. Um, so I'm not saying it's apples to apples, but I think that sort of mentality, you know, even Joe Burrow. I mean, Joe's a guy, like, that's another guy that I would say, like, Kenny could learn a lot by watching Joe Burrow in the way that, you know, he's not super athletic, but he will stand in there and he will be accurate and he will take a hit. And that's just, you know, I just, Kenny's pocket presence, they preached it to him. They talked about him stepping up in the pocket, you know, and he just, it's something he almost always bounces out. I mean, the amount of times that I would be in the press box and you would see somebody open and like, like literally right in front of him, like 10 yards in front of him, but he sees the rush. And so he's moving at you know so he's moving to his right while the receiver's doing it running across and pattern to to his left. So, you know, I, in terms, players just want to win and they want to be productive. Receivers, especially in this organization, my God, from Antonio Brown to Martavis Bryant to Juju to this group, like they just want the ball. And when they get the ball and they score, they're happy. And when they don't get the ball and don't score, they're not happy. And I really think that you know if if Kenny comes in and if he had backed up what he did against Cincinnati, if he doesn't get hurt against the Cardinals and continues on the track because he was playing pretty well in that game until the time he got hurt with, with Matt Canada gone, maybe, you know, he takes those steps forward and and nobody, every everybody's singing kumbaya. They're all in unison going into the offseason. I don't know if there's internal, you know, I, I, I don't get to read that there's internal. They're going to, the players understand that they don't get to pick the quarterback. You know, what they can say whatever they want. Um, I think organizationally they still have a lot invested in Pickett. I just and that's just the way it is. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter what the offense, what the players want. Like it, that's not how it works. It's like you know, I mean, we, we talk about being parents. I mean, my kids. I'm a pretty, I'm pretty easy going dad. But like sometimes it's like, no, this is how it is on on the big things. When you find your hill to die on, yeah. and Kenny Pickett, I think is Mike Tomlin's hill to die on. Let's end there. That's a really good uh, way to way to put it. Thank you, Will. Always a pleasure. All right, take care, guys. Will Graves of the AP in Pittsburgh. I think the best – boy, they are really interesting. I think I think the best argument for that course of action is the point about, well, who makes a difference that we could go get? Because that's, hard, that's a hard right. argument yep. to make that Fields is the one where you could see it. Right, you already know what Wilson's ceiling is, I think. You I think so. You already know what Tannehill's ceiling is. So, and maybe you don't know what Pickett's is, and I don't think you know what Fields is either. That, that's right. But making the change just because what? You're bored? Well, <laughs> maybe, maybe you're bad. The, well, sure. You're bad. I mean, Pickett, I think, is bad. Rudolph, I think, is at best not good. So... I'd want to do something else, but like Will said it all, the coach is there for as long as he wants to be. And I think I I disagree with his point that like the fan base wouldn't be able to deal with a bad season. It goes by. Ask the Patriots fans. <laughs> you know, like even last year they were on the cusp of the playoffs. Then this year they were a disaster. Oh, well, it's different. <laughs> it's I, We had however many years of – getting to the draft by Thanksgiving. Right, and, and, and those were in years where the Bills would still win seven or eight games. Like, you know, three and 14, the salve for any Patriots fan wound, it, fans' wounds is that they're, they're going to get a quarterback this this time. Like that, So you go through it, 
I don't think getting through it is that is that hard. It, sure, it's different, but if you have a bad year and are staring at a quarterback class that you think you can get your new starter in, I mean, that's kind of worth going through a bad year. New England timed it pretty well. Maybe we yeah. don't know. We don't know for sure yet, but they're picking third. Could be Drake May. Could be Jaden Daniels. I think it'll be Daniels. I think May is going to go to Washington. And he's not going to throw at the combine. None of these guys is. So no, I don't know what will change. Their, they'll have their none, – none of the top three, right. Jay, McCarthy's throwing. I don't think – is Nick's throwing? I, I know McCarthy is um, from Michigan, but the top three I know aren't. I don't know beyond McCarthy. I guess I haven't heard. I don't know. Michael Penix and Bo Nix both plan to throw as well at the combine. Ooh, okay, so the, the the next three presumed quarterbacks in the class are are throwing. Would you bet on that being the top six? I'd bet against it. Any order? Yeah, I, because um, who's who's the kid that the, the Trapasso likes? Um, I always get him mixed up with the Atlanta guy that just lost Je- Rattler. Spencer Rattler from South right. Carolina. Right. Yeah. He, he could he could he could mess that up so I would not bet on those six being the top six I think Penix might not go oh. in the top uh yeah. six how's that for a take You're not- I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I think action for me on that. I, I already think it's, there's a chance somebody else could. I, I think this player might not go in the top six. <laughs> <laughs> Sal's coming up at five. I uh, might have joined. I'm not sure we'll continue the conversation about the Steelers or even the Bears. But we did start strong on Brandon Bean today, Von Miller, Stephon Diggs as well. It came up. You know, both. You have every reason to think they'll be back. Uh, Miller might. They're both kind of. They're not great debates because of the cap stuff, and you know Diggs is still hopefully anyway a very productive player. Maybe even Miller can be. But we talked about the the Bills' proverbial window a little bit. Anything the draft. Always, if you've got a guy, we want to know who he is. Yesterday, a guy had a guy, and I didn't know who the guy was. 
or even the other guy, the caller <laughs> or the player. So I learned something. Chop Robinson. Yep, Penn State. Edge. Combine, I mean, come on. you got to be watching this stuff and uh, get your guys. 803-0550 to join us. Sal at 5, Sabres pregame at 6. Mike Shope and the Bulldog, WGR. I think you guys know me well enough now. If we go down that road, I want to do right by Justin as well. No one wants to live in gray. I know that's uncomfortable. I wouldn't want to be in that situation either. So we'll gather the information. We'll move as quickly as possible. We're not going to be in a rush and see what presents itself and what's best for the organization. Bears GM Ryan Poles, Mike Shope and the Bulldog here. I'm having, it feels like I'm having a good day. I have to analyze that and make try to figure out why. <laughs> All right. But went to the bathroom during the break, came back. As I was coming back, remembering the conversation we had late yesterday about the Sabres and their new scoreboard, which I don't know. Maybe maybe there's a person who goes to Sabre games that has gone to a game this year and thought, you know what, I could I really wish they would replace this scoreboard. Maybe that's a thing. I don't know. Um, but anyway, we were talking about that yesterday and got to the odd. As, you know, we, we, we are wont to do sometimes. We will, we will get to the odd. And we were talking about the little scoreboard. Somebody called in that said they had a piece of one of the, the corner scoreboards at the odd. And then Bulldog and I flailed around trying to remember what they looked like. You know, what actually was the shape and where were they located and everything. So just now, I'm, I'm remembering that conversation and thinking, I bet I have time. The game I want to look up is the, the Soviet Wings game from 76. Where I, I've, seen, I've watched this game back on YouTube. I know it's there. It's at the odd. And it's way far enough back that it would answer the question. Mm-hmm. So... I got back in the studio, sat down, YouTube, searched for it, easily found it. I don't want to watch the introductions. I'm not sure that's going to tell me anything, but I turned on, I moved ahead like to the 15 minute mark of this approximately, Mm -hmm. give or take a, a few seconds, the 15 minute mark of this game and the play is underway. Uh, Gilbert is on the ice. French connection is on the ice. I don't know what the score is. I mean, this, this game ends 12-6, so there might have been a goal already. But I know they show the introductions on this this video. And I start to watch, and, you know, the puck's in the Sabre zone, and it comes to Gilbert, and he tries to get out, and he mishandles it. And I'm realizing I'm not going to be able to see high enough. The scoreboards, yeah. They're, they're, yeah. They're, they're above the upper golds in the reds is where they are. Right, and the camera only takes you, at least in the course of play here, right. to the like the, the railing between the upper golds and the right. lower golds. So I even I just had an instinct to, to lay back in my chair to see if I could see above the top <laughs> of the screen. That didn't work. So I sort of give up on it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm still ready for it. I give up on it. I've got the volume down, and I know. And, I'm, what, and, and then Gilbert gets out. The next time the puck comes to him and he just sort of bursts forward and rushes into the Soviet wing zone, gets gets poke checked there, puck goes the other way. The Sabre I watched four minutes, three and a half, four minutes of continuous action from this game in an effort to go see what the corner scoreboards looked like. Yeah. I I'm rewarded with four minutes of nonstop absolutely bonkers hockey that ends with a goal 
just as the update started. The Sabres scored. Right now, the, my, I'm pausing it. Oh, I, I have a chance to see the corner scoreboards this way. They painted the whole building. But yeah, right, right. It's just incredible. Yeah. Incredible. You, you know, you can watch. I know Joe has talked about how ridiculous the goaltending looks, you know, back in the old days. This game does end 12-6. Yeah. But what a treat. Just randomly looking for some right. silly thing. I, I think your best bet, I said this yesterday, um, the, the the best shot I think you have of getting a look in, in any of these videos that are on YouTube is crowd reaction shots. Okay. If, if they hit the crowd, you know, at the right spot, you're going to see one of those four corner uh, scoreboards. Maybe. Um, we were sent a couple of pictures. Yeah. And the biggest question I had, like I, I certainly appreciate the, the real close-up picture, but I can't tell – the, the, the close-up picture don't, don't has it's after the odd was already closed, so there's no names where names might go. So I don't know if the team names were there or if it just said home and away. There's a shot um, that has the regular, the center ice scoreboard, and then two of the end zone ones in those corners, but I can't make out. It, it's a Red Wings-Sabres game. The Red Wings are up 3-1. to one. Oh, You can see that on the screen, but I can't tell. I can't. The picture gets blurry if you blow it up enough to see if the team names are on those corner scoreboards. That's the only question I have about. I, I nailed where they were. They're above a walkway. They're, like I, I had that. I just don't know whether they say Sabres and Red Wings or home and away on them. Or guest. I think the Sabres might or have ge- used guest. guest. Sabres yes. guest. Yes. Did, yes. They, did they go with that? Maybe Sabres Maybe. guest. Maybe. And that might be. Maybe that's the answer. Sabers and guest is exactly maybe what was on there. Mm-hmm. That sounds very familiar. Guest sounds guest. very familiar. Guest, and that wasn't on the big scoreboard. They had the team names on the big scoreboard. We got to su- figure out ways to use guest, like Will Graves guest. Yes, guest. We do actually, don't we? We already do I, use the I, word I, guest. I, I think so. Yeah. I like. I only saw one of these pictures. I'm looking at it now, and I like that there's the one for 100. The scoreboard allows for the possibility. I know basketball. <laughs> the scoreboard allows for the right. pass the possibility of a hundred. You go up to one hundred ninety nine. The scoreboard, not two hundred. We don't. It does. It's not shaped big enough to make a two work. Just a very specific <laughs> design in this scoreboard where there's the one. You know, if the, the Braves or Canisius or whatever. Uh, but not not more. Yep. One hundred ninety nine is the most we can handle on the scoreboard. Which probably was enough, right? It's probably right. And and I think the guy that called us actually has intact one of these scoreboards. The whole the whole thing. The whole thing. That's the way I told you. He's, he's got the keyboard, but they just can't get the. He needs to get an electrician to sort of you know rehabilitate it. But I I, I the way I took his call, like he's got this, and he could hang it if he you know he could hang it without it working, of course. But get it working and and hang it up in he said you know like a, a you know man cave something like that rec room type thing i think that'd be such a cool thing to have i mean it might be kind of nondescript without any team names on it you know like looking at the picture here of it it's you know it could be any arena in anywhere you know anywhere um but still very very cool piece yeah we were talking about what happens to the, the big one the big scoreboards once they are replaced not a question we could answer either right only theoretically but that was fun no, actually, I did, Mike. I, I researched, I made some phone calls, and I uh, have some more information on that. You bought the last Sabre scoreboard. Is that what happened? I, I don't have any more information. I did not. No, 
Lots of people told us about pieces that were passed around, you know, they're <laughs> right. collectible items, which makes sense. But, I mean, what about, like, the screens? Right. Hmm. Well, I, 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 I stand by, I think, that there's a secondary market for that stuff. <laughs> smaller, smaller, smaller arenas. Kazakhstan. Maybe they go to <laughs> they go sure. to Kazakhstan. KHL, yeah, <laughs> they, they're, they're they're buying up uh, used North American scoreboards. I'm going to see basketball tonight. I don't know All if right. this game will get into the hundreds. It would is, be is incredible it, if it did. Twelve year old girls. It is high school boys. Okay. Sectional semifinals: Grand Island and Amherst. Who do you like? Uh, Amherst, bigger population. Probably right. They're both the same class of school, though, in terms of like the yeah. the population of the school or the district. However, they do that. It seems to change every year, which I guess that is fair. Populations change, so why wouldn't the classifications change every year? But it so happens that it's located right after my daughter's hockey at the same at Buff State. They're both at Buff okay. State, yeah, so uh, yeah, going to check that out. Good deal. I obviously am uh, on Grand Island tonight. Big. No, I'm just joking. I, I don't know who's better. <laughs> I don't want to cause any problems. You know, I have no idea who's better. <laughs> but you're, you'll be rooting for your, they, your home. Of your course. Home. They have about oh. the same record. So maybe it'll be close. Wow. <laughs> right? Isn't that what you said about the Super Bowl? Sorry, I'm, I'm reacting to... <laughs> Thunder and lightning just rolling through oh, the yeah? neighborhood. Yeah. That's like, happening? Yeah. For February. Yeah. It's like 60 degrees out and raining, and here comes some thunder and lightning. Wow. All right, be on the lookout, everyone. Sorry. I didn't mean to distract you. I hope they I still just, play. I said, wow, because it, like, it was, you know, you're not, you know, I know we have some thunder snow from time to time uh, in the winter, but I haven't heard a big rumble of thunder in quite a while. I have been telling you I have a puppy. Margot is just over four months old now, and it's challenging. I mean, it's great, but teaching her where we want her to go it has been, you know, a ride. Um, we have a point system at home. Like, if you are outside and she goes for you, you get a point, maybe even two points, depending on what happens. Okay. So uh, I, I'm, on, I'm in a huge slump. I cannot get a point. I cannot get a point. I'm looking for the clues today. She starts to, you know, squirm and spin a little bit. I'm taking her out. Let's go. And just she just wants to eat the grass and the leaves and the sticks and, like, just <laughs> stick her face in the moss. I mean, I just cannot get her to focus. I got treats. I'm waving them around. You smell this? <laughs> Nothing. So we go back inside. I'm like, I know what's going to happen. She's going to go as soon as I put her back. She's going to just go, and I neg- you get negative one. That'd be negative one. Oh, that's tough. That's a tough beat. So I'm just I'm doing something else, you know, on, on the computer, but I can see her over the top of the computer, unlike the Sabre scoreboard, uh, which I could not see. I, I see her over there, and she starts to move again. I'm like, I got I to gotta get back to even par here. You know, I got I mm-hmm. minus one for the day. I got to see if I can get back to even par. We go outside. Guess what? It starts to rain. And guess what else? Bam. She goes She goes immediately. Bam. Because it's starting to rain. I don't know. I mean, it's just causation, correlation. I don't know if yeah, that's why. Yeah. She was due. I think yeah. I can say that. She was due. Yeah. But it, it well, started you know, to rain. I, I had the thought. You don't think your kids listen, right? 
Like you, you might want to like, focus on on opportunities to take her outside when it's raining. Oh my gosh, this is your this is your we'll stay is out your, there. This is a way to win the contest. So go over and over and over. We'll stay <laughs> out there. But I did have the thought. Oh, maybe the rain will do it. This has been sort of a frustrating morning for me. Maybe the rain will do it, and it just seconds later. You know that happened. Not rain necessarily, but you know that happens to 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 me. You think oh, of sure. the wa- running water, you know, anything sort of just triggers. Well, and there's just, do you want to be out in the rain? Like, Fred has no time for the rain anymore. Oh, there's that, too. He go he goes out there, and it's raining, and it's just like, you've never seen a dog do both businesses faster than Fred if it's raining. Like, he just cannot. You don't even have to walk away from the door. He's out there. 20 seconds later, he's at the door. I'm all good, Dad. I, I didn't even mean that, you know. Yeah, I know. I, I realized that as we were talking. Okay. I um, meant the water. Yeah, the water. Yeah, the, the, the waterfall. Like, the yeah, I, I sure. Maybe that, maybe, but I think more, it's just, I, I'm getting rained on. If I go to the bathroom, he'll let We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Let me go back in. I have another question, but I'm not sure I should ask it. I might guess that that is the motivation. It certainly is for my dog. My dog cannot stand being out in the rain anymore. Have you ever had the thought, if you went, maybe that <laughs> would inspire them? There it is. I asked it. I asked it anyway. I'm just asking, because I have never. You know, But yeah. say I had, it would be like this. Maybe if I just, I a big yard, you find a bush or something, yep. maybe the dog would take the cue. We what puppy never, trainers say about that? We did not do this work as uh, earnestly as it seems you and your whole family are doing. My uh, wife deserves the credit. Fred Fred did have, there There were mishaps, um, but we weren't We weren't going to puppy school. We, didn't, we just sort of did it, um, and he eventually got it. He has not had uh, an incident in the house in many years now. Oh, that's but when he was little, there was the occasional mishap. I'm thinking there's been an incident, as you put it, at my house since I've, since we came back from commercial. Uh, <laughs> but if it's raining, I don't know. Maybe not. Right. Sal coming up from Indianapolis in less than 20 minutes. Mike Shope and the Bulldog, WGR. 
Caller 5 right now at 716-221-4WGR. That's 4947. Wins a pair of tickets to see Avenged Sevenfold with Poppy and Sullivan King. Key Bank Center, March 6th. Tickets on sale at Ticketmaster.com. And tickets are courtesy of Live Nation. That would be a week from tomorrow. I mentioned earlier a bet online email that I talk about a lot, get every day pretty much. Had odds for the combine. Kind of bounced around a little bit today. There might have been some college football on there for next year. And also, which cities are most likely, the betting favorites, to land the next Major League Baseball team? Could you guess the favorite? Mm. It isn't us. Is Vegas off the – they're not an option anymore, right? Because they're getting the A's? That's right. That's right. It's expansion – is specified here. Okay. Uh, so, yes, it would not be Las Vegas, which may or may not still get the A's. Right. Um, hmm. Four cities, while you think about this, next city to get an MLB team, four cities came in 75-1 to one and higher. Three are abroad. Well, San Juan, Puerto Rico. It's okay. USA. So, not mainland. Yeah. Right. The others, Seoul and Tokyo. And the fourth is Buffalo. Really? Yes. 75 to 1. San Juan, Seoul, and Tokyo are 100 to 1. Then Buffalo. Buffalo has the longest odds of any city uh, on the mainland, as you said. Continental. And Canada. And, and, and this is this is Buffalo, New York. Yes, Major League Baseball team, seventy-five to one. Okay, not expected to happen. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Uh, me too. Me I'm too. not betting it. The odds might as well be seventy-five million to one. I would, I would bet it. It's, I, would, I would bet it at that price. Then I, I would try to get it. I, I would, I would throw a dollar on it. Yeah. If somebody could front me the seventy-five million, then I'd have the team. Actually, it doesn't even come close. That's not enough, yeah. It doesn't even come close. <laughs> Here's $75 million. Do you think you could go get a, an expansion team for Buffalo? Of course not. No. Not even no, close. No. Yeah. You need, like, I don't know, a few billion. Probably. Ten times that. <laughs> right, yeah. That's what I was going to say. Maybe. A lot, a lot more, yeah. Well, uh, time is almost up. For what's that now? Who's the favorite? Oh, the favorite, San Antonio. Not not a bad guess. Nine to one, sixth place, Nashville. Oh, okay, sure, yeah. And then Charlotte. Na- Nashville, Charlotte, and Portland are the three favorites. And then Salt Lake, which sounds good for hockey right now. Salt Lake. Yeah. Doesn't it? Yes. Yes. That's that. That seems like it. It it should happen. I don't know. The league doesn't want to give up Arizona, obviously. They're playing in a 5,000-seat college rink for the foreseeable future. Um, but, yeah, Utah, like, the, the owner of the Jazz wants to build a new building downtown and bring a hockey team in. Like, well, there's no conference realignment necessary. You just move Arizona there. Perfect. No one refuses to take defeat like the National Hockey League. Right. It just never. They will never give in on anything. Just like, no, no, we're, it's going to work. 
It's interesting. I, I don't know. This is not something that's at the at the top of mind for probably much of our audience at all. But I've been reading, and, and I think this is happening actually today. Uh, Gary Bettman, NHL commissioner, is in Winnipeg, and the, because they're having they're having attendance issues. They their season ticket base is what they've not really ever bounced back from the pandemic, I guess. So they're they're way down, and they're not getting enough walk up. So their their per game average is real low, and it's been sort of a talking point it's been getting written about ownership has you know said plainly like we need you know we need to be better at customer service and get like reestablish this but this is not sustainable we can't keep going like this in this market we need more fans to come to games and the commissioner the way the reporting i read uh is portrayed is that he was coming to sort of like deliver that stern message like support the team all the while, the market that took their team to begin with, like the NHL, has had them on life support, and they keep performing surgeries, and the patient is clearly going to die, but they're just raking in the money trying to perform the surgery. Like they're just standing by Arizona. Meanwhile, the commissioner is in Winnipeg again to tell them, you better start coming to these games. It's hilarious. Gross. gross. Yeah. yeah. Some combination of hilarious and gross. Yeah, thank you for saying gross. Yeah. Yeah. Sal Capaccio from Indy next on WGR. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly 